Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Materializing Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Michael Helton. But more importantly, today, our guest, Justin Scott. I've known Justin for many years, and in all that time, a couple things have remained forever constant. His love for people in the weight room remains strong as ever. Today on the pod, we'll hear how another fellow in his late 20s is navigating following his dream of one day growing his training business and owning his own facility by any means necessary. It's the name and mission statement of Justin's training business. Justin's a certified personal trainer, certified nutritionist, and certified in corrective exercise. Justin shares some valuable insights on both the mindset needed to begin your health and wellness journey, as well as the mindset that is achieved by maintaining that lifestyle. When Justin isn't helping people look and feel their best, he is selling the finest used and new automobiles over at Gary Smith Ford here in Fort Walton Beach. A true hustler, Justin understands the need to press the gas in your 20s to ensure long-term sustainability to help others. All right, enough of me talking. Let's get listening. I appreciate you guys joining us here on the Materializing Mindset Podcast. Enjoy the show. Right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Materializing Mindset Podcast with today our friend Justin Scott. Justin, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Bro. Love it, love it. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm super appreciate you coming on, man. Um, you know, like we were talking talking a little bit before, man. I I want to just dive in here. You know, for for those of y'all that don't know, Justin, he, he's currently uh, selling. Where are you selling cars at now? Gary Smith Ford. Gary Smith Ford here in Fort Walton Beach. Yes, sir. Yep, yep. Over Fort Walton Beach, and he's also got his own personal training business that we're going to learn about. Stronger with Justin, and yes, sir. Um, Man, that's what I want to dive into, brother, because I know kind of seeing your journey and hearing from you, like we're both in our 20s. There's a lot of experimenting going on. There's a lot of trying to find what we want to do. And, and it seems like you found it, you know? Shoot, man. I really couldn't imagine doing anything else. You know, yeah. uh, our our coaches from football had such a big impact on us. And it's like, and when I was in school, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I don't really... You know, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. So. Yeah. So personal training, man, I know that's a, that's a tough industry to be in. It, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I don't know that it's, it's, it's one of those situations where you have to be passionate about it to be doing it. Oh, for sure. If you don't have passion in what you're doing, it's just it, the people that you're serving are definitely going to know. Mm. I mean, if you like walk in there and it's like, Hey guys, you know, welcome to my gym. People go in there because they don't have energy yeah. in the morning and they want to essentially be like charged up, you know? hundred percent. That's so true, man. I think that's a big thing is that people want to go somewhere to feel uplifted, you know? And, and I kind of want to go back, you know, you mentioned, you know, us, you know, playing football together in high school and, and lifting together and all that stuff. I, I want to kind of go back to that. Cause I know that in high school, that's kind of where you fell in love with that, right. With, yeah. with lifting. And, and I mean, you were on the weightlifting team and, and earned medals and went to state, all that stuff. So, so kind of talk me through how all that kind of transpired. man. Um, and, honestly, I always wanted to work out. Um, I was always super small. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. I was, little, yeah. I was like a hundred pounds in uh, middle school. And so I always just wanted to be bigger just to be, you know, mm-hmm. not to be, you know, picked on or thrown around or whatever and be better at football. Um, and then I, as I got older, I just realized that I enjoyed being in the weight room mm-hmm. and the environment in the weight room that like kind of football created where everyone's kind of just hyping each other up super high energy. I really enjoyed that more than, you know, when I was at practice or when we were at games and stuff like that. So <clears throat> as I got older, I just really enjoyed the environment in the weight room and wanted to create something like that. That was my own. Yeah. Well, and that's so true. I think a lot of times that, you know, people who didn't play football, they see what happens on the field. They see what they might see what happens at practice. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's what they do. When really most of the bonding in the in the in the camaraderie oh, comes, yeah. comes in that weight room, slapping Dude. your traps before you start that that PR on that hand yeah. clean, whatever it is. And and man, I, so it sounds like that really your your love for people is what kind of is what kind of drove you to to find piece in the weight room is that kind of what it is like just being in that environment with other guys and yeah it was just a cool environment to see because i feel like in the high school environment or middle school environment especially people are so worried about like their image and they try to like you know downplay other people whereas in the weight room it's just like you walk in there and everyone is in the mindset of like getting better Mm. you know and so it was just something that i really loved to see 
And it was something that, I mean, it, I, I can't get enough of it, man. Yeah, dude. That, that's so true, man. There's that, there's that communal agreement that we're all here working on ourselves. Yeah, getting for better. sure. And man, doing what you're doing now and being in a position where you can help somebody feel better about themselves. I mean, that's, that's so powerful, man. So, I mean, you know, I know your, your journey to becoming a personal trainer wasn't a straight line, you know, like most people in their passion. So, um, you know, you get out of high school, you start working and, and I guess, I guess I want to know, like what led you to the point to, to make that leap, right. To where I'm going after this, this is going to be stronger with Justin. I'm building this brand. This is what it's going to be. Mm. I don't feel like there was ever really a leap. It was always like from the rip. I knew like deep down that it was always something that I wanted to do. And mm -hmm. it was like, let me find something that is going to pay the bills. Yep. And then let's try to use my free time to, you know, build that up. Um, but honestly, I would say the first like real opportunity I had was after I graduated. Um, I wanted to still be around, you know, the, that environment. And I mm -hmm. didn't, I kind of felt like lost. Like I was working the front desk at a hotel and it was like totally not my jam yeah. at all. Um, but the coaches, they were like, Hey, do you want to help out with coaching? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'd love to. Coaches at, at, at Columbus High School? Yeah, yeah, nice. So I ended up coaching them. And then the year after that, I moved to Alabama and I started working the front desk at Planet Fitness. And this head coach walks in. You can always tell because they wear the same outfit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's always like the same, you know, they're always wearing like, just like it's game day. Uh, yep. So he walked in here and I was like, dude, where, where do you coach at? He's like, oh, I'm the coach at, you know, uh, Northside Methodist Academy and my cousin went there. So we started talking and, you know, walking them through the gym and stuff. And I asked him and I was like, Hey, if you need any help, you know, in the weight room, let me know. I, I did this on, uh, he was like, yeah, send me a resume. And so I started one day a week with him. And then after the end of that summer, I started pretty much full time at a uh, Christian school. So yeah. Being so, a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Strength and conditioning. Okay, man. That's awesome, dude. That's, I'll tell you that, that sounds like a perfect position for you at that time. Cause you were such a hype man. Like you were so like ready to get people to go after it and, and yeah. screaming at people and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's what it takes, man. That's, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, I want to kind of, uh, dive deeper into that too. So during your time coaching, uh, did you feel like, I mean, what, what were kind of the challenges that you faced? Like, did you ever feel like there was kind of like, I don't know, like not self doubt, I guess, but like, how did you, how did you handle some of the, some of the issues of, of coaching young guys and trying to lead them in the gym? Like, did you see a lack of motivation from them or was it more trying to get them to show up and give it their all? Like what was kind of the biggest, there was a, dude, there was a lot of challenges. I think the biggest challenge for me was when I first started coaching is that, um, a lot of the people that I was coaching the year before we were best friends. Mm. You know? And so I was a year older than them. Um, and apparently when, you know, you start coaching at a high school, they don't want you to affiliate with the people you're coaching after school. So that was kind of a tough challenge because it was like, I'm not going to like leave my best friends behind, you know, and uh. completely disregard them outside of, um, that. Uh, so I kind of broke the rules on that, but I feel like the hardest thing for me was, um, just really like communicating. Like I always knew how, like what the technique was <laughs> I could show somebody, but finding out the verbiage to where they would understand it was probably one of the biggest challenges. Uh, and then like the age thing, mm -hmm. when I got to the high school, um, I was 20 years old and the kids were 18. So they didn't have like respect for me. They still saw me as like one of the boys, yeah. which is fine. And I feel like I had an advantage when it came to like, maybe like a kid got in trouble at school and I like have like a heart to heart with them. Like yeah. I had an advantage in that aspect. Um, but on the other side of it, it was like, I really had to like build that respect. And so, um, I would actually go in there and like work out with them sometimes. And that kind of like helped us, you know, bridge the gap. And they're like, Oh, okay. This guy really knows what he's talking about. Yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest way to kind of, you know, it was one of those things where I think when you can find somebody that you can connect with that can, can really help you out you know, oh, like yeah, when you're, sure. when you're going through high school. So, um, I think that's a really, really awesome thing, man. So, so tell me about your, your transition, um, from, I mean, I know you were, you were at F45, yeah, right? So you were at a place where you were employed, you had a job, it was all good. And you said, you know what? I'm starting my own deal. Yeah. It was a, a leap of faith. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I feel like that's how, you know, it needs to start. Yeah. Um, I really loved the group fitness environment and, uh, but you know, with it being like a corporate franchise, there's just certain things that you can't do that I wanted to do. Um, and I feel like it was just time for me to start you know, my own thing. Cause eventually I always wanted to own my own facility and you know, mm -hmm. what better time to start than now? That's right. That's like that old expression, right? The, the, 
best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Second best yeah. time is right now. I like it. Yep. So, so with that, what I'm kind of curious, like, what are the things at a corporate place that, that you couldn't really implement that you're, you're wanting to implement, uh, if you start your own private facility? Um, so in like a corporate environment, there's always, you know, certain guidelines of the type of, you know, information that you can give people. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I'm certified in nutrition, certified in training, certified in uh, corrective exercise. So I could do the training. And then like, if somebody's like knee was bothering them, I could do that. But as far as like giving nutrition help, um, I couldn't be as expansive on that aspect of it. And I just wanted more freedom with that because mm -hmm. it was like, you know, you can exercise seven days a week, every single day. But if you're not feeling your body, or if you're not eating the proper amount of calories, and everybody's different, there's no cookie cutter type, you know, plan, you know, for anybody. And so I just wanted to create something to where, you know, it eliminates the guesswork for that person, you know, just, yeah, this is what you need to eat at this time. And then if you're not going to follow that, this is how many calories you need to eat. Mm. So make it flexible to where because the thing is, is that you can't I can't tell you you need to eat two eggs, chicken and rice with, with two sprigs of broccoli and uh, a steak and potatoes for dinner every single day. Because what if you travel or what if, you know, you got kids, you yeah. know, they got soccer games or yep. something like that. Like you got to create something that's flexible and mm -hmm. that at you, that they can adhere to, because if they're not adhering to the plan, you know, just like, I mean, you're in sales, you know, if you, you're, if you're not, you know, you, you manage a team. No, no, it's just me. Oh, gotcha. Well, if you don't, if you don't follow, you know, your systems or if it's not it, the systems that you have, you're not able to, to follow them, then it really doesn't have any purpose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and that's a really good connection there. Cause that's, I mean, the sales process and, and how it works, it's like, if you don't follow it, you're not going to get the results, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing, but man, that's really interesting that you said that you, you provide specific foods to eat. And then outside of that, you say, well, well, here's your calories. Here's your macros. This is what you need to meet. Exactly. You know, because I, I think a lot of times and myself included, man, like when I like if I've gained weight and I know I need to get back on track or, or whatever the case may be, I know that if I if I, I try and create this strict plan that I'm going to follow, that I'm going to lose all this weight, and I'm going to do all this stuff. And then after like a week, it's like, man, I'm, I'm tired of you're sick of it. Yeah. Like it's it's like I'm sick of it or or don't have the discipline to stay with it. Right. Because yeah. at that point. You know, if I'm to a point where I'm trying to lose weight, that's kind of a proof that a lack of self-discipline in the first place for me, yeah. like that's my opinion. Like if I'm gaining weight, that's a lack of self-discipline in my, and in, in with my body, with me. And so I know that if I don't, if I think that I can just switch that when I try to lose weight and just say, all right, now I'm going to be super disciplined. Yeah. It's kind of hard, but having that oversight, having somebody who's there like you to cheer you on to say, here, here's what you need to do. I feel like that's so helpful for people getting started, right? Like, yeah, for sure, man. And I feel like the term diet, it just like, it gives me like, it irks my nerves because it's uh, just, it's just like a temporary word. Yeah. You know? It means that you're only doing it for a certain amount of time. Mm. And if you can find something like I always use my dad in his exam and as, as an example, and I don't really even really coach him because he's like, I ain't finna, you ain't finna tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, I tell you what to do. Uh, but no, so he eats, you know, super healthy, uh, four days a week and then three days a week, you know, he, he's super flexible with it. You got to find something that is not a diet, but is something that is like sustainable. Yeah. Exactly. Sustainable is the key because it's like, like you said, you know, people will go hardcore and only eat, you know, chicken and I don't know, Greek yogurt. For, yeah for you know a week and then they get tired of it and then they binge one day and then all of that progress that they just had is gone just like that so justin do you follow me around while i eat because yeah. you just described exactly yeah, what happened my, I got my eye on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is i, I the, to a t i will go hard for like a week two weeks i'll i'll lose you know i'll lose the water weight and then i'll like man i'm feeling good and then i'll go eat like four bags of chips and just load up oh and like, for sure and feel bloated and like oh my god but that's one of the things because like you know, over the past probably seven or eight months, you know, I've lost like 35, 40 pounds. Let's and go. Yeah, bro. But, but it was, it was one of those things where I knew like, I just have to stay consistent. It's not about losing all the weight right now. And then it's so funny how probably by like month six or seven, I'm like, I can see, I can see these lines here. You're like, like, oh, snap. Oh, watch man, out. Like, hold up. These pants <laughs> don't fit the same, you know? So it's like, it, it really, I think that compounding effect of staying disciplined, it has so much better long-term effects. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like you're talking about just being sustainable. Don't, you know, I really love to hear that you're not one of those people who's like, you have to do it. It's like, Hey, find something that works for you 
and stick with it. Yeah. Right. Whether so, I mean, it be, you know, some people want to go to the gym six days a week and mm -hmm. then some people can only make it too. But the person that goes six days a week, if they're only going for three weeks out of the year, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same effects as somebody who, you know, trains two days a week consistently. And then if they have extra time, you know, like make the commitment of like how much time you want to like allocate to it, make it just part of everyday life to where it's just like, like, I mean, it's the way, you know, kind of we are now where everything is kind of like on autopilot. We don't have to think about it. Like yeah. Make it part of that same yeah. process instead of something where you're just like flipping the script and doing something, you know, completely off the wall. That's like, doesn't feel good. It feels like work, you know, should feel effortless. That's so, yeah, that's, that's interesting too, because I, it's just a change of, of perception, right? Like instead of like, Oh man, I don't want to go today. It's like, I, I remember how good I feel every time I leave the gym. Amen. You know what I mean? Like, Amen. like, bro, there, there's not a time that I get out of the gym and I'm like, man, I should have skipped today. You know, unless of course I'm like running myself ragged and all that kind of stuff. But um, you, you talked about there how uh, a lot of times people just, they, they need that extra push and they need somebody to kind of see them to it. Um, what would you say has been kind of the biggest, uh, I guess, fulfillment that you've seen from your personal training. I mean, I know it's a Ooh. super fulfilling job, but would like you the say most fulfilling, like, yeah. Like, would you say, it, yeah. Like, or would you say it's more of like, like, cause you, you, you train in a lot of different areas, right? Like you do, you said you, what was the other, you said recovery exercise or, or uh, corrective, exercise. corrective exercise, yeah. corrective exercise, strength training, nutrition. Like, what would you say, what area do you think you find the most passion? Or do you think it, they all kind of work together? You know, I feel like all of them are pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. And they're all, you know, super important um but i kind of feel like the one that is most overseen is the corrective exercise part mm. of it and it's like you know so explain that to me what what is a corrective exercise so corrective exercise would be let's say for example we're like oh man like justin when i'm doing a bench press like the front of my shoulder hurts and okay. then i kind of like dive in and say i ask you like probing questions like okay like where does it hurt oh it hurts on the front of my shoulder when i do a bench press exercise so it's essentially taking um knowing which muscles are overactive. So like me sitting down right now, like my shoulders are kind of rounded forward. So us throughout the day, our shoulders are chronically rounded forward, which causes those muscles to be tight. Mm. And so when I'm doing a bench press, if that shoulder is, it, or this pec is tight, it's going to pull my shoulder forward. And so all that pressure from that bench press, instead of being on my muscles is right on that. So it's, it's, it's reversing the effects of being a 21st century human. Ah, so like, like right now we're sitting. <laughs> that yeah. was good. Yeah, just, it, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, like, if I'm sitting down right now, my hamstring is is at a ninety degree. Like, my knees at a ninety degree angle, and so that's why everyone in the world has tight hamstrings. It's because we're always sitting, and it wasn't always like that, you know. But this is the world we live in, and we have to do things because hamstring uh, tightness is one of the number one causes of back pain, and so these things are one of the biggest hindrances to people's fitness journeys is that they think that they can't do something because they have this chronic low back pain when mm. really it's just a tight muscle. And so it's almost like it's on the edge of like physical therapy, but it's really just, it's personal training. It's taking a muscle that is chronically tight and lengthening it to where it's not causing pain. Yeah, man, I, I can remember for so long and you probably know this just being a fan of the game and football fast twitch muscles. Oh, yeah. they, they, they talked about that for years and years and years. And then I remember this was probably back in like 2017 or 2018, you know, like Tom Brady had that special trainer that was always with him. Alex Guillermo, or I think is his name. I forget. Yeah. But they were interviewing Tom Brady and he talked about how everyone is on this fast twitch muscle. What he was doing was lengthening his muscles and try and pliability. Like that was his number one thing oh, for yeah. years. And you saw how long you played the game at the, at the top level. So I think that's a, that's a real credit to, I mean, just, like understanding that that it's a longevity game. It's like yeah, you said, it's, sure. it's it's and that's so important too because having having that low back pain, not knowing where it's coming from. I mean, that can be a preventer for years from someone getting in and getting shape. Yeah, for sure. And it's mostly the mental aspect of it. It's mm -hmm. the word. It's that they don't want to do a squat or they don't want to do any type of workout because they're fearful that it's going to get worse, and so then they never start. Wow. So or they start and then three weeks into it or six weeks into it, they start, like you said, they start, those muscles start getting chronically tight because we're working out, but we're not doing anything to reverse that. Yeah. That's interesting. So yeah. So you would say that working out is the reverse of stretching because you're or not really the reverse, but I guess 
In in a way, it's a reverse. I feel like it's a it's a balance though. Like yeah, uh, there's things that we do in daily life in day to day life that cause our muscles to be tight, and also you know working out. If you don't stretch, then things are going to get tight, and I mean that's the cause of a lot of hindrances hindrances in the weight room as far as like knee pain, ankle pain, uh, instability in certain areas, and stuff like. That. I guess I'm 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 curious, Justin, if with this corrective exercise, if people, the way that that usually happens, like, do you have a program where people can come in and you can kind of see how they lift and they can talk through what hurts and then kind of go from there? Or is that more of just like people come to you with the shoulder pain when they bench and you kind of take them through it and go through that route? I feel like the corrective exercise is more of it's for me, it's like a retention tool. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, like if I have somebody like when I was coaching at F45, I, I mean, I didn't charge a dime for it. It was just like, I generally like want people to be successful and I don't want them to have like, you know, a weak link or like that mental block of like, I don't want to do this workout today because I'm scared that my back hurts. Um, I don't, you know, if, if somebody comes to me and it's like, Hey, this is what's happening. You know, I would provide that service for them, but it's more of just like something that I provide for my clients to make sure that they still see success. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. So with the, so with the strength training aspect of it, what would you say is, I mean, for anybody out there who's listening, who's trying to figure out where to start, what to do, how to get into it. Um, I mean, what would you, what, what advice would you give to that person who wants to start strength training? Start slow. Yeah. Start incredibly slow. Not necessarily just in the aspect of like not putting your pedal to the metal, but like the tempo of your movements. Yes. Um, because for the first couple of weeks that we train, everyone's like, man, like my bench press has already gone up 20 pounds. Well, your bench press for the first couple of weeks has gone up 20 pounds because your nervous system is getting all those muscles to fire in unison. So if you can prime that nervous system to have the correct technique, that's the foundation. So is that that muscle mind connection? Yeah, that, exactly. Okay. Our, our mind tells our muscles what to do. Um, and if our mind is telling our muscles to do them in the wrong way, then you're going to ve- develop those bad movement patterns, which ah. are going to lead to like what you're saying, those, those kind of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting, man. I'll tell you, anytime I'm in the gym, when I look at the strongest dudes in there, they're low and slow. They, they are not, they are looking at that pump. They're watching their muscle move. They're, they're feeling it, focusing on it. And so that was one thing for me. Cause I used to go in there and try and like throw a bunch of weight on the bar and move it. But man, I, that's the thing I, I try and explode through and then go slow too. If that makes sense. No, for sure. You actually build more strength on that eccentric. So that way down 10 times more than, you know, and it's crazy. It's super interesting that our body's actually stronger in that portion. So you can act like you, let's say, let's say for example, your squat max is 300 pounds. <laughs> you can probably control down 500 pounds because your body, like it's, it's your body's defense mechanism. Like if you were to fall, you're going to stop that with your eccentric portion. Right. So like when you fall, the, your body's ability to decelerate is stronger than to actually push away from you. Yeah. That's the, man. It's so funny how you keep saying these things and it keeps like triggering these, these people that I've heard before that are like experts and, and, you know, it's just so cool to hear all the different things connect, you know, cause I've heard that same thing that like, um, I think it was actually like a doctor, a longevity doctor who was talking about like your stopping power is like the number one thing that you could do for, for longevity. Because if you think like the way he explained it is like, if you're an older person and you have strong legs and you stumble, you're able to catch yourself before you fall. Yeah. But if or you, if you fall, when you go to catch yourself, you're not going to break your arm. Right. Exactly. And that's exactly what he was saying was that those people, they break their arm. Okay. Now they can't use their arm. They're older. So then other areas start to decline. So it, it it all just adds up, man, man. It is, it is. But you know, again, getting with Justin, that's That's right. That's, I mean, you get stronger, (laughs) you get flexible, you know, you enjoy life. I think, you know, that that's the biggest thing that I've seen. So, so, I mean, I kind of want to talk to some of your clients. Like, have you, have you had some folks who are coming to you who like, Maybe they, they are having a hard time with enjoying life and maybe you're able to help them work through some exercises or work through some stuff that allows them to, to have a better time. And I kind of want to talk through some of that. Are you saying as far as like their bodies or mentally? Anything. Shoot, man. I've had so many people. It's like you can just see they don't even have to say anything. Yeah. You know, it's you like see that somebody, light in their yeah, eyes. Exactly. And- like you can see it like in their posture when they walk in, like especially like people that are looking to like lose weight. They walk into a gym or you can hear them on the phone. They're like, yeah, this is uh, this is this is what I want to do. I'm just tired of it. And then like three months later, they come in. They're like, 
yo, what's up, Billy? How's it going, yeah. man? Like, yo, and like they feel like more comfortable in their own skin. And that's that's like that's worth a million bucks, man. Just that's seeing so that. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, also just like, I mean, like I said, like people were like, they have a lot of them where it's like, oh, I had, you know, I tore my Achilles in seventh grade. I had one guy, his name's Max Roland. He was one of the first people that I coached at that high school. But um he was scared. That high school in Alabama or yeah, okay. High school in Alabama. And uh so he was actually scared to do like squats. Um he played baseball and he wouldn't go down to get a ground ball because he was a senior in high school and he tore his ACL in what was it, seventh grade. For however long that is, he's had this mental block of like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And it's like spending that extra time with him to like lengthen those muscles or like foam roll his quad and stuff like that. And now he's like, and, and not scared to move with his knee, you know? Yeah. That's man. That's, that's so incredible. I guess I've never thought about that. Cause I'm, I'm blessed to say knock on wood, knock on wood. that I've, I've never <laughs> had, I've never had a real serious injury. I mean, I've, I've tweaked my Achilles before I've, I've kind of messed up my ankle a little bit, but man, I can see where that can just be a serious mental block for somebody, you know? I mean, it's, it's hard, man. And I, I've had mental blocks as well, uh, just from running myself into the dirt, you know, it's like yeah. oh, my knees, my knees, my knees. And then um, I worked at a gym in Alabama at the same time I was coaching and I was the youngest person by like 20 years, but all these people have been in the game for 20, 30 years. And so each person, like one guy was really, really good at like the mobility and like the corrective exercise stuff. He's like, Oh dude, like you just need to do this for your knee. And it was like, just blew my mind. Yeah. And, like all my knee pain was gone. And so it was like, cool. that's so awesome, man. I know that, um, people that, that live with that pain and that, or, or the, or those mental blocks, like you're almost unaware of how much it's inhibiting you until you get with somebody like you who can show you a little corrective movement or, or, or Hey man, try it this way, you know? And I, like you said, that confidence, that, that ability to walk into a room and say, what's up, Billy? You know, I think that's so huge for people to understand. Like, it's not just about your body. Like that's like, it's to me, like working out going to the gym, looking nice is like a byproduct of what I'm trying to get. Yeah, exactly. So like, talk me through that. Cause I know when I, you know, cause I, I asked you about personal training and you were like, do you mean the mental or the physical? So I want to kind of talk through, um, just the mental aspects of, of how you're able to, to motivate those people who come into the gym feeling downtrodden and, and maybe a little nervous to go into that environment. Ooh. Like how do you kind of create a, a, a place where people feel welcome and, and, and encouraged? Um, I always make sure to check on my people. Like if I had, you know, you, you, you see one guy that's like usually like the super confident kid that walks in there all the time, you know, and one day he walks in and he's got his head down, you know, it's like, Oh boy, guys going through a breakup spin time, you know, finding out what's going on in the other 23 hours that I'm not with them. Um, but also on top of that is just, uh, I think that everybody that works out or everybody in general, in all facets of life, we tend to think of the things that we could do better, but we don't celebrate the wins that we already have. You know, so it's like reminding that person that's like, oh man, like, you know, I, I want to hit 150 on bench press or whatever. I'm like, dude, we, when you started with me like two months ago, you were lifting 85 pounds. Like you need like high five and like, dude, be a little bit less hard on yourself. Celebrate the fact that you've came this far, but still be like, I love that they're still hungry to like mm -hmm. have more, but I feel like people get so caught up in that back end of like being hungry for more, hungry for more, hungry for more. And I'm guilty of it too, but you got to take a step back and be like, wow, like, uh, you know, number one, I'm here. I'm taking care of myself. Number two, like, look how far I've came, you know, mm -hmm. and just celebrating and stacking those wins because that's what's going to build that confidence. And like you said, you know, allow you to go out and kind of be comfortable. Yeah, exactly, man. And I'll tell you, growing up as a fat kid, I mean, I, I lost most of my weight, like by the time I was in like 15 or 16 in high school. But there's there's a really big change that occurs. Um you know, growing up overweight, obese, and and then finding the gym and finding out like, oh, I I, I do have the ability. Like I can do this, well, right? Cool. Like, I, you know, like I am moving this weight around, you know, and, and I think there's there's a level of confidence that's that's provided that, you know, it's like you said, you can't downplay that feeling like the, a level of embarrassment and like, I don't even want to be here. Like, what is this? But but once I let my guard down and just allowed myself to realize like, hey, when I got here, I wasn't lifting, like you said, like I'm, I'm lifting more now. I feel better about myself. So, um, I think that's, that's really great that you're able to remind people, you know, like, look how far you've come. Some people need that reminder. They do. Bro. And, and I need a reminder too. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm sitting here, like 
you know, like working X amount of hours a week on top of my own business. And I got to sit here and take a step back and be like, dude, relax, bro. Like you, this was just a dream two mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. So just take, take a step back, you know? So, so talk me through that, man. You just mentioned that. So you're working full time at Gary Smith Ford. You've got your own personal training business. Correct. I want to kind of find out like, how do you mentally divide those two to where you're able to, to follow both pursuits? Shoot that like the last month was like figuring that out. Yeah. Like I, I made all these commitments, like, you know, I, I want to put out value on social media. You know, it, it, before last month, it was five days a week was like my minimum. You know, if I can get more done, I'll get more done. Uh, and then last month it was like trying to find that balance of like, cause I worked there from eight 30 to seven, uh, pretty much every day. Sometimes I go in on my off day. So I work, what is it? Monday through Wednesday, sometimes on Thursday. Cause that's my off day. And then Friday is the same. And then Saturday is eight 30 to five. So it's like, you're pretty much there all day long. And so the past couple of weeks, it's been, um, like I train my people in the morning and, uh, at night I film my content, like while I go to the gym, which kind of, it kind of sucks because like, you know, the gym's always been like my peace time. Uh, and so it's kind of like, I gotta, I gotta sacrifice a little bit of that to like film the content. Yeah. Um, but you gotta think about it. It's like, I'm doing this for somebody else and somebody else might get value. From this. Yeah. Um, so I film all my content, you know, either during the night or, um, on Sundays, which are my days off. Uh, it only takes an hour. I go in there and film like pretty much all of my content for the week. And then a little bit here and there during the week at night. And then while I'm at work, like on my lunch break, I'll edit it. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, it kind of like allows me to, you know, still be at work. And like you said, still pursue both and not take time away from either one. Because I don't want it. Like the one thing I don't want to do is like, you know, ruin the opportunity to like, you know, work for this company, which is a, a really good company and be over there trying to sell my fitness stuff. And then there's a, a person like walking in the parking lot that's like really wants a car. Yeah. Know? And then that looks bad on me. It looks bad on the company. And so, um, but yeah, like last month was like figuring it out and then kind of getting into a groove. Yeah. That's, that's always been, um, I wouldn't say an issue, but always been kind of tough for me to figure out like when I was going to school and going to work and with a kid, but it's like, I think at the end of the day, it's just a matter of sitting down and planning it out. It's like you said, I mean, hearing you, hearing, hearing you describe how you do it. It's like, man, I could probably be, I could probably be doing something like what he's talking about. You know, like yeah, I, sure. I, I could probably, I could probably swing that a little bit better than I'm doing right now. So that's really cool to hear, man, that you've got, you know, you're over there at Gary Smith and you're over, over here training people, man. I mean, those are, those are two really, I mean, purpose-filled pursuits. You know, when you, yeah, when you think cool about when it, you know, somebody gets that new car smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. Like, I'm like, where are you going to show off your car? I'm like, oh, I'm pulling up at my friend's house, you know? Yeah. So that that's super cool, super rewarding. But no, it's cool to be able to, you know, finally be managing both. And yeah. Growing it both. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So you're filming content. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, I mean, obviously I know because I see a lot of the stuff. I mean, I've, I've used your, your squat bar trap technique to loosen up my neck a little bit. So Dude, I yeah, love I it, saw man. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so man, kind of talk me through like, um, you know, what kind of content are you putting out? I mean, what you, you say you're doing it for other people, like, like what kind of stuff are you putting out there? Uh, I really try to post more of that corrective exercise stuff. I yeah. feel like that is the weak link in a lot of people. Um, I haven't been doing nutrition recently, um, just cause I haven't had the time to like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and tell you to like, you know, eat all these healthy foods because this past month has been like a transition for me. So I've just been kind of eating whatever I can get my hands on. Yeah. So that's kind of on the back burner. I don't want to be like a hypocrite. Right. Um, like, well, that's um, real though. That's real. No, yeah, like I, sure. that's, that, I think a lot of people, that's, that's really cool. But yeah. Yeah. I don't want to like, you know, so that's kind of on the back burner, but technique. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't know technique, uh, corrective exercise. And then I really want to get back into more of like the mindset type stuff. Yeah. Like, because like I said, our, our, our minds tell our bodies what to do. So if like, if there's a disconnect, you know, between the ears and it, it affects everything, uh, or won't even get somebody in the door. And so that's really, you know, what I've been focusing on recently is kind of brainstorming on how I can, you know, put more mindset type stuff out there because, you know, if, you're, if your body's strong, but you know, you can't commit to doing weight and you're, it's not, it's not going to get up. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. If your body's strong, but your mind's not committed, it's not going to get up. That's totally true, man. I think, um, a lot of people, um, could benefit from following you. Cause I see the techniques that you put on there and, and man, I see people in the gym and it's, it's, 
it's awkward because I like want to go help them because I'm like, oh, you're destroying your shoulders. Dude. But I like I, I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh, hey, man, let me you know, because I don't I'm not a trainer, I, you know. But, oh, yeah, for sure. But I think anybody out there, man, give Justin a follow. Justin Scott. I mean, this man stronger with Justin on Instagram. Right. Yeah. And then Facebook, Justin Scott. I mean, I, I, this is just a, this is just me being real because I've I've been following Justin. I know a lot of people who, um, like I said, I see him in the gym and, and the form's not there, but I don't want to be the person to correct him. But it's like. If you, if you give Justin a follow, you'll, you'll know without being told, you know, what to do and I appreciate and it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and so you talk about, um, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but man, trusting God's timing. Oh, that's, I mean, that's, that's one of the things this morning I was watching a video and he talked about how instead of chasing the sign from God, chase God, you know? And mm -hmm. so right here, you, you, you know, you're, you're somebody who's, who's showing that, you've got to put in the work, you've got to put in the time and then the blessings come. So I want to kind of talk about that. Like whenever you say trusting God's timing, like, do you feel like there was moments where you wanted things quicker than they were happening or, or all the time. yeah, yeah. Literally so kind of, all the time. Yeah. I've always been, my mom gets onto me all the time. She's like, relax. I'm like, <laughs> but that's just how I'm wired, man. Like I want, if I want something, I want it right now. Like I can't like go to restaurants and it's like, you know, yeah exactly exactly i'm looking at my watch i'm like bro we've been here for five minutes man like where's my donut at you know yeah yeah like, yeah. so it's it's but it's the same thing it's just like you know you never i feel like people need to to disregard you know what all of the the fillers are and like all of the speed bumps and stuff like that because everyone's got speed bumps and they all expect things to happen at a certain time um but like you said you just gotta like what are you got to put in things daily that are you know planting seeds to get you to that area because that, that's been the biggest eye opener for me and in, in this whole you know opening my own business is like you're it's not gonna like i'm not gonna wake up tomorrow and there's gonna be like 20 coaching calls on my phone mm -hmm. like, you know it's just like build it compound it slowly and 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 trust the process yeah like you said trust god's timing man because it's yeah. always perfect it is. It's in. I'll tell you. That's that's one of the. I think that's the biggest issue for everybody. I mean, I think that's all that's universal. Yep. Yep. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I want this to happen, and I think sometimes my own desires kind of supersede what really needs to happen. You know, like what I want to happen and what needs to happen are for all, sure. A lot of times, a lot different. You know, and and most of the times when I get to the place that I finally wanted to get to, and I look back and I'm like. Man, if I hadn't have gone through that hardship and this hardship and that bad time, I wouldn't have been prepared for this. Exactly. I would not have had, um, you know, it's like, it's like there, there's a, there's a quote where it says that almost every spiritual gift is followed by calamity, you know? So like you got to get through the crap to get to the good stuff. Mm. And I think that's so true, like in, in my life and what I'm doing and, and, um, I don't know, man, just, just hearing you going after it and, and, and wanting to do that and, and following your passion, I think is a big thing. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we kind of talked about it, but, um, you know, when, when it, when we're talking about chasing your purpose, going after what you want to do, I mean, how, how do you feel? Why is it that you think that a lot of people like aren't chasing it? Like, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of girls, like, it just seems like, you know, I think that's always been an issue, but, but I mean, what, what sparked you to kind of chase that purpose and that passion, you know? I think it, that us as humans, we're, very emotionally driven mm -hmm. and we try to, you know, disregard it. Um, but when like, like when I personally, like when I hit a new PR or like personal record, whatever, um, the feeling is, is, you know, it's, there's nothing else that compares to it. At, and that's what I thought at one time, but giving that feeling to somebody else or like taking somebody who thinks that something is just absolutely impossible. And then they, and then they do it and then they do more. It's it, the, giving feeling of that is like i don't just want to like make a living like i want to give that feeling to somebody like the providing that service to somebody else is something that is so fulfilling that i don't know why i would spend my time doing anything else mm -hmm. so the, i guess you you were asking like what advice i would give to somebody that wants to yeah um i would say like find like you said in your 20s like you find some like spend time doing all kinds of stuff like give you know everything to you know like what your what your what you think your purpose is uh and if you have that like fulfilling feeling like go after it and it, my actual business name is by any means necessary so strong with justin is like the 
the tag. Yeah, the tag, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I named it by any, by any means necessary because it's like, like you said, there's always going to be hardships and stuff like that. But if you commit and you say like, I want this to be my life, I want to provide this service, and it's it's going to have to be by any means. You know, like that's it. It's, you have to put everything else to the side. It has to be plan A. There's no other no other plan. Yeah, like this is what it has to be, and I will do it by any means necessary. I love that. Yeah, that's that's a big thing, man. That that um, you know, you talked about it. Once you try a bunch of stuff, once you find the thing that fulfills, you chase it. Amen. And I think Amen. I think so many people benefit to hear that, you know, because even for myself, I mean, it's like, you know, and, and we can pretend that we don't compare and there's no social media and we don't look at this person, but at the end of the day, we all do. Yeah. We look at that person, we wonder how they got that, and we want that, you know, or whatever Definitely. the case may be. But man, when you find that fulfilling thing. It doesn't necessarily just instantly eliminate everything else, but it's like everything else becomes a lot quieter. Definitely. Like that nice car doesn't look as nice because you love what you do, you know? Exactly. And, and I think that's so important because it's not necessarily that, you know, it's like you said, it's it's not that I need to train myself to not compare to others or 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 to be a better person. It's like, I just have to go after something that I find fulfilling Amen. and then everything else kind of comes into place. And I'm kind of, I, I, I know you've got like, um, so you, by any means necessary, I mean, I kind of want to go through like, what are some things that, that you've had to do by any means necessary, you know, to, to, to get through, you know, your training and all that kind of stuff. Like you talk about that the last month or so has been really difficult. I mean, so kind of talk through some of that, some of the roadblocks that you've faced that, that you've had to overcome, like whether it be mental or time constraints or, or shoot, um, like right after I graduated, uh, so like growing up, my mom, single mom. Um, I mean, my dad's in my life, like we're great. Um, but I grew up, um, my mom was always at work. And so I was left like home alone, mm -hmm. which is, you know, like, that's just what things are. Um, but the byproduct of that is that I wasn't really great at communicating that part of coaching at the beginning was incredibly scary. Like super scary was like, cause uh, I can, I can think of stuff, but when it comes out, I'm like, bleh, 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 bleh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that part, and then just getting more comfortable as far as like talking in front of people, like one-on-one. -on -one. And then when I first started coaching at, um, so I coached at the school and then while I coached there, I also trained at a gym and I started cleaning at the gym to begin with. And the owner, he's like 32, super successful guy. His name's Joel. Um, if you're ever in Dothan fit culture. It's the gym to go to. Okay. Um, but he like, you know, I would always ask him like, Hey man, like I, I coached high school kids. Like what's different than coaching adults. He's like, Oh, you're 20. You can't coach. But like, I, I love that. Like that he said that. Um, but he just kind of threw me into the pit of like, like I asked over and over and over and over for like three months. And so that was kind of like aggravating. I was like, I know I can do this. And then he was like, I think one day he just got tired of hearing me like in his ear. He was like, yep. this is at like seven o'clock at night. He's like, all right, so uh, you're coaching the 5 5.30 a.m. class tomorrow. He's like, <laughs> I was like, you're not going to like train me or anything? He's like, no, nah, you said you could do it, bro. Like go up there and show up. And it was just a big cluster of just like people were running into each other and half the people walked out. And I was like, dang, man, like I really messed that up. And then he came in there and I was like kind of all down in myself. And he was like, you know what? Like you had the guts to come in here and try. And then so that was kind of how I started doing group fitness. And it got me better at communicating because it put me out there and mm -hmm. like it put me in a position that is like my was my biggest weakness at the time. And now I feel like it's one of the things that I enjoy the most. Is yeah. So that's so man, that's awesome. So basically you fell flat on your face and he said, good job. Yeah. Now let's do it again. Yeah. I think that that part right there is so pivotal because I think in that moment, from his perspective as kind of a mentor, right? Would you say you call him kind of a mentor? Like, yeah. I, everyone that worked at that gym was a mentor to me. And so yeah. They were all just. And I think anytime somebody like that can take a young guy like you after something like that and spin it positive, you know, it's kind of like what you're doing now, you yeah. know? So like you're kind of in that position that he was in where it's you might have. Exactly, man. So like, that's so awesome that, that he gave you that opportunity that you took it. And man, I think that's, um, call it professional persistence, you know, yeah. because a lot of people don't do that because they think they're bothering somebody or I don't want to be annoying and keep asking him this thing. But at the end of the day, you had a dream and you were chasing it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think that's so important for people to hear, man. Like if you want something, 
they are going to give it to you if you want it bad enough and you show you want it. They're going to you know? get tired of hearing you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're going to exactly get tired of it. You're going to wear them down. You it's know, like, dude, dude, I'm just going to shut this guy up. Like, let yeah. him let him make a fool of himself, you know? And at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, you can say like he was a butthead about it or whatever. But like at the end of the day, like you see that like he had good intentions, with mm-hmm. him, you know, I learned a lesson uh, and it was a funny lesson. Yeah. In hindsight. Yeah. Um, it's just part of the game. You know? That's really interesting though, that, I mean, you know, if uh, I forget where I heard this at, but, uh, public speaking is the second biggest fear in the world. Really? Right behind death. Think about that. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But I think a lot of times it's, people are fearful of it cause they don't do it. Like Correct. how, how often have you gone up and given a speech in front of people? Maybe two, three, four times. Like, and so I think, putting yourself in those positions where you're uncomfortable, like you're doing gets you better at it. Cause man, you saying that, like talking with you, seeing you on social media, seeing how you interact with people. Like I wouldn't have guessed that, but it's because you were able to see that that was a weakness and you decided to flip it. That was my bottleneck. Yeah. Your bottleneck. Yeah. Yeah. That was what was holding everything up is like, I, I had no problem. Like if I'm training you one-on-one or like, even if we're like working out together, like, like, Hey, like, by the way, but it's like, then you put me in front of like, 30 michaels and it's a whole different ball game because like like me and you like we're talking eye to eye right now but it's like you have you know 30 eyeballs or 60 eyeballs yeah like, yeah you're like knees start clacking together you know and you're just yeah like, kind of nervous. <laughs> but, uh, no and and now it's like one of my favorite things to coach groups is because you're as humans were like the people that we surround ourselves with um people's emotions are contagious. So yes. like me, like when I, when I walk in or when I'm like coaching a class, the first thing off the bat is like, yo, what's up guys? Or like, are we excited or whatever? And then, uh, if they're not, you know, I just keep like clapping or like until I get everyone's attention and starts clapping. And so like you, you, you have the opportunity to like set the tone mm-hmm. for those people's day. Yeah. That's man. Yeah. That's absolutely true. I mean, how, how you start the day is everything, everything. Yeah. So if you, if you can go into an environment where you're getting pumped up, you're getting hyped up, you know, you feel like it's a, it's a good environment to be in. I think that can make a huge difference. And so I, so you bring that energy, huh? So like, I, I want to, I, I want to know, like, where do you get filled up? Like, do, you, do you, is it kind of a, a reciprocal thing? I mean, I know you've talked about how it's a fulfilling thing, but, but I mean, on days where you're not feeling it, right. I mean, cause there, there's, Ooh. you gotta have those days where you wake up, you're like, I want to do this, but do you feel like, is it one of those things where you just power through and act as if anyway, oh, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Is that kind of your, your MO with that? Or is it more like, how do you kind of attack yeah, that? But at the same time, like when I first wake up, like when I was coaching at F 45, we had to be there at four forty-five. and first class is at five and nine times out of 10. Like when you first get out of bed, it's like, like hit that snooze button one more time. I don't, I don't want to be here. And then like it, it, I just kind of like run through my mind of like visualizing like how the class is going to go or how it could go if I don't bring that same energy because it's like when you when you act that certain way and when people are used to that um they expect that they come in and they're like oh man like I'm excited you know and that and then it's just like and seeing the end result afterwards of seeing somebody that's like super shy and then they start like socializing with people because they have that same energy now Mm -hmm. um that's kind of what I guess you could say like powers me through on the days that I don't feel like, um, coaching Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, you, you have a sales job, but it's like, you know, you might love it, but there's always going to be days where you don't want to show up, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you got to find some way to, you know, get yourself amped up or think about something that, you know, gives you that energy. Like for me, it's like, you know, seeing somebody, or visualizing somebody hitting a new max or something like yeah. that. Or seeing somebody, you know, that comes up to me and is like, oh, I just lost 20 pounds or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah you got to find something that, like, fires you up. You yeah, know? exactly. That's that's exactly it, man. I think, um, you know, I try and I try and listen to a lot of people that are way smarter than me. And they and they share that same sentiment, man, that, that if you're not feeling it, it doesn't really matter. Because the feeling is not as important as what you're doing. Correct. You know, so it's like, I think that's exactly what you're talking about is just, is just, if you're not feeling it, find the passion. Correct. Find the fulfillment because, um, you know, chasing a feeling, feelings come and go. Yeah. But that, that fulfillment that you're talking about from, from feeling that fulfillment of, of knowing that you help somebody get through something or, or thank you for this or that, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Cause that, that in and of itself can, 
make you feel like wanting to do it, you know? Definitely. So, and in that same, you know, aspect, you know, those days where we don't feel like showing up or whatever, it's, it's so funny because like five minutes into that class, I'm fired up. Yeah. Um, it's just like right back to normal. It's like you fake it for like 30 seconds. And then now it's like, okay, this is like, this is why I showed up for work. Today, yeah. You know, that's so true. And I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back and it's like the times where, I don't feel like it. And my day just kind of drags on and I keep, it's because I never decided to make that quick switch and be like, you know what? Let's see. Let, let me, it, let me, let me sit up straight. Yeah. Let me do this thing. Let me take a couple deep breaths. Let's get out. Let's force a smile on my face. Because as soon as I do that, you're absolutely right. Game over, bro. You know, fake it till you make it. And it doesn't take long. No, you know? it's like for the most part, some days it takes longer than others. But I think for the most part, man, like you say, just, just being, being since it's almost like, I don't know because I'm, I'm thinking of this now and this might sound weird because I'm just anyway, but fake it till you make it. So it's like you're, you're not really you're not really faking for very long for very long. And it's like what you're faking is you're just you're basically faking out those fake feelings almost like the feelings that you're feeling of not wanting to do it aren't even real because those are rooted in like you want to take a rest or you want to do this when the real feelings are wanting to find the fulfillment. So it's like you're almost faking it through through the fake feelings almost. Yeah. But. It's like the fake feelings are like your thoughts. Yeah. They, your thoughts want you to, you know, sit in the same place. But once you get into like that action mode, mm -hmm. it's like, bro, okay, now this is like, you're moving and it's like, like you're, you're doing what you want to do. And it's like, once you get out of like the thought mode and get into action mode, there's not, you don't have time for those. Like that's that so just true. fades into the background. Yeah, dude, that's so true. I love how you, how you delineate the two. Like there's a thought mode on an action mode. You can sit here and think about it, but once you just start doing it, it's crazy how the thoughts then follow the body. Yeah. You, you know, you got time to sit here and think about like, oh man, I wonder what these people think about me. If you're just like going in there and giving the absolute best class that you can give, like all of that just fades into the background. You know, yeah. I'm not sitting there thinking about like what this person's going to think to me because there's some people that are like, bro, you're, you're way too much. Like get out of my face. I'm like, that's, you know, that's fine. But uh, mo you know, that's few and far between. You know, yeah. Some people like it. Some people don't. And you know, that's, that is what it is. Man, that's the beauty of staying true to yourself. You know, Amen. is that, is that some people don't like it. Some people do either way. We're having a good time. Exactly. Cause, and, and I'm the same way as some people, and it's usually the same thing. Like you're too much or like, you're, you, you, what do you do? Like, Oh man, that's too early for all that. It's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll go find somebody. You know, it's like, exactly. it doesn't have to be this thing where everybody has to like me and that's okay. Cause maybe you do better with a more like, down to you know calm some people yeah some people are already fired up and they need somebody to chill them out yeah exactly that's a good so, point yeah but i i've never been a chill person yeah i'm just like <laughs> wake up and i'm like like this is yes. this is what this is what i am you know? yeah that's awesome man well i and i think honestly like that is going to make a bigger impact on more people because so many people don't have that when they go to the gym and they don't have that when they feel about Amen. themselves. And so if they can get that from you, they can see it and they can see that it's living through you and they can, man, I can do this too. Like, Oh, Justin's all hype all the time. I can do that too. You know? And, um, that's, that's really awesome that you're able to kind of, uh, I don't know, feed that into people, you know? So, um, I want to talk through, cause we kind of talked through, um, you have a coach that, that, coaches you more on like the social media side and Correct. kind of the kind of the digital side. So I want to kind of talk through um, how you're able to help people digitally too, right? Like through your online courses and, and through some of the people who might not be able to make it into a gym, but yeah, for sure. And for me right now, um, I don't have any affiliations with a gym. Um, mm -hmm. It's just not something that I feel like the investment is worth. You got to pay, you know, X amount of dollars and I've worked 13 to 14 hours a day. Um, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I hired this coach to help me, you know, with uh, training people through an app. So I have, um, I think it's like 220 videos on YouTube. Wow. Uh, like say for example, you know, you have 220 videos. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's not necessarily just like, um, value videos. It's like, uh, showing people how to do correct technique. So like when I was, when I was over like quarantine, I couldn't train in person. And so everyone was hitting me up for workout programs and I was writing them down on a sheet of paper and I would say like, let's hit a squat, let's hit a Bulgarian split squat and let's do a single leg deadlift. And I would write that down on a sheet of paper and then 10 minutes later, I'd be like, all right, cool. I just got, I got done with that work. Uh, let me go do this. And then I have like seven text messages from the same person saying, uh, what's a back squat? What's a Bulgarian split squat? And then I'd have to like go searching through YouTube 
to find uh, that yeah. video. And so now I have, like, I just went and did, you know, I made a whole bunch of programs, wrote it all down on a sheet of paper. I made like six or seven different programs. And then I made videos for all of those. And so now I have programs ready to go and I can give that to them. And then they can give me feedback. Like they can send me videos of like them doing the exercise. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, actually F45 kind of gave me the inspiration for, um, the videos because at the beginning of every workout, uh, they don't just like put you right into it. They, they demonstrate all the, all of the workouts. So when they do a single leg deadlift, they have one person that's sitting there doing the deadlift and then they have another person that's explaining how to do it. So I essentially just took the audio out of the video, put my voice over behind it. And then that's kind of how I provide that service virtually. Dude, that's awesome. That's that's absolutely incredible. What's your name on YouTube? Is it just it's Stronger with Justin? Stronger with Justin on YouTube. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's 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 huge, man. So this app, what's the name of the app that people can download? The app is called a uh, Trainerize. So it's essentially an online training platform where I can provide a, where you're kind of like a, a a coach on there that people can come in and get under or yeah. So essentially the way it works is I would send you like an email confirmation and it would send you a temporary passcode and then you'd log into the app. Um, once you did that, it pops up on your phone. It has like a schedule, like a to-do list. And it'll have one button that says like day one uh, chest, back and conditioning or whatever. Click on that and then it'll say like three, three sets of four reps. And then you'll put in, you know, how much weight you did. So it's essentially like I have like a uh, like a paper copy of the weights that you did go up every week. And then, uh, it also has nutrition through there as well. So I have like, a um, what another, a resource, huh? I said, what a resource. Dude, I'm awesome. saying yeah. this is completely changing the fitness game. I mean, you don't have to be in person. Like I, I have one person that lives in Maryland, um, that I played football with and, you know, it just allows me to reach more people. So, yeah, a hundred percent, man. And, and it kind of calls back to that fact that, some people, you know, they've got kids, they got soccer games. They don't have time all the time, you know? And, and so I don't have time. Yeah. A hundred percent. So with that, so you create all those programs and so like with that, do people kind of pick and choose or do you create custom programs for people if they request that and they can work with you on it? Or like, how does that kind of look? So like, I don't have where they can, uh, they can just like purchase the program and do it by themselves. Oh, cool. Um, it's more of like, I wouldn't say that every program is quote custom, but there is uh, templates that I use. So let, let's say, for example, I have one template that has uh, more of a focus on like weight loss. I have one that focuses on like um, building muscle. And then I have another one that's like, let's say like Olympic weightlifting. Or whatever. Okay. So those three different templates, let's say that one person like wants to lose weight and they want specific focus on their shoulders. I'll go in there and adjust and take stuff out of that and then put mm. extra shoulders in there. So I have a template of like, essentially like a blueprint of like, this is the training modalities, reps, intensity, and volume that is going to achieve that specific goal. And then I adjust it according to that person's individual needs. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds really, really in depth. I mean, that's like, I don't know. And, and for me, especially the nutrition side, I mean, because that's, that's one area that it's, it's, um, I don't know. I have found that the nutrition is the hardest part of the whole healthy is, lifestyle. Right? Yep. Yep. And, and it's, it's that, um, and it's, again, it goes back to breaking that mind body connection where I can't associate food with pleasure. I've got to associate it with fuel, you know? And, and Amen. so I think that's, that's my big issue there, but having an app that would say, Hey, here's what you need to do. Here's how you need to eat. And I know there's a lot of apps out there, but um, knowing that it's coming from you and like coming from a real person who, who I can talk it's to, not a robot. it's not a robot. It's not, it's not just some major app that was put out. And, um, I don't know, knowing that, that there's a real person behind that. Who's like making sure and tweaking the things like based on my particular goals, like, like even down to like, I want to focus on this particular muscle group while I lose weight, you right. know, and then being able to be like, all right, cool. Here's how we can do that. You know, um, that's really awesome. So when did you start doing that app? So you said COVID? I mean, I so I the the kind of like the spark of the online training was COVID. Um because I was writing on my sheets of paper and it was just like it it was way more work than I was intending for. Yeah. And then uh 2 years ago I started using this app called Team Builder. It was a strength and conditioning software. Uh actually Clemson uses it and a lot of like uh like SEC schools use it. Oh wow. Um so it works great in that environment. And I was like from that background, I was like, oh, let me try this out. Uh, and it was great for creating workout programs, but it wasn't great. And it didn't have any uh, way to integrate 
the nutrition aspect of it. Like you said, it was the, it's the thing that people struggle with the most. Uh, and I wanted something that was like, I didn't want to have one app where you do your workout program, one app where you do this and one app where you do it. Every, I wanted everything under one roof. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I heard that trainerize was like, it's apparently like the, the, the most reputable online training software. Mm. And it, it, it saves me a lot of time on making the workouts, uh, saves me a lot of time on actually like prescribing and giving them to people, like assigning the workouts. Uh, so it's just, it, it's been a lot better for, for my clients and for me as well. To yeah. To that one. Well, that's good, man. I think that's important too, is that it's, it's good for you too, because you're able to kind of, like you said, work around, you know, while you're building up the dream, right? Like working around, uh, having to get that, that, that paper through that, that conventional job while you're still chasing that fulfillment. Like, so I think being able to, uh, like we kind of talked about earlier, having, having systems in place where you can still give your time to each individual pursuit. And like we, like we were talking about before the podcast, man, having systems in place and understanding that those are the keys to success, I think is really, really big because man, what you're doing now, I mean, you've already got 220 videos on YouTube. I don't even know that. That, that to me is incredible because I, I've, I've made a, a few reels and I've seen how much effort it takes just to do those. So to know that you're putting out content like that for people, man, it just, it really shows that you really do. You really have a heart for this, you know, definitely, like it's, definitely. it's truly your passion. And, and, um, I don't know, that's, that's really awesome, man. But, um, so Justin, I mean, I, I think we've, we've covered a lot here, man. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to kind of harp on or talk about, or there's any kind of messages you want to send out there or. Um, honestly, like you were talking about the content, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's with anything, you know, you're, you're the reason it takes so much time at the beginning is cause you're figuring out how to do it. Uh -huh. And then it, the more that you do it and the more reps that you get, it's like, I like the first couple videos I made on either YouTube or Instagram took me two to three hours. And then now it's like, you know, because I've done it and I like, everything's just like, kind of autopilot it takes me like 15 minutes really you know? yeah wow, so, that's a huge time difference yeah um but not any i i guess you know, i don't really have any any message to put out there but um you know just just do what you love love what you do that's it bro yeah, yeah i think that's the biggest thing and man the last hour people have already gotten a message from you man i think uh this has been a really good conversation i think anybody out there if if you're wondering what to do or how to do it try everything find your passion and go after it. So Justin, I appreciate you coming on with us, man. And, and thank you guys for listening with us here on the materializing mindset podcast.